Welcome to the Joyride Podcast. John is my name. And Ian, again, is my name. We've tried this a few times, listener, and technical <laughs> difficulties are, are rife. But um, it's the last podcast of 2020, so we're trying to power through. It's yeah. it's a bit of a metaphor I mean, the, for the year. Uh, I was going to say, this, this, the way this podcast recording is going is very, very much a metaphor of the year. Yeah, so you're, you're asking me on our previous attempt how many podcasts I think we've done this year. Yes, what number do you think we're at? I said about 20-something. Yeah, this, is, this one is episode 29. Oh, wow, we've done well. Yeah, almost 30. Almost I'm wondering 30. if that's... I mean, our first podcast we did together, I reckon we did more than that. Yes. But we've done a couple since then, and I don't think we ever got more than about 10 before we got no. bored of each other's company. Yes. But lockdown is kind of... It's quite good, because lockdown has forced us into this habit of just podcasting on the same day every week and it's quite good yeah and it's good it's got a good system going on so so we're quite i mean this is one for for me and you personally i think at least is this podcast is one of the good things of 2020 there aren't many there have been yeah there have been some i mean i got married this year that was good oh yeah that's good um, yeah that was that know. was enjoyable and if you and, and watching the bbc news a couple of days ago we've just had some excellent news <laughs> which we're not really going to directly acknowledge are we we're, i mean we, we spoke about this before we recorded the yes. Brexit, the Brexit deal, the details of the Brexit deal, we're not going to talk about because it doesn't deserve talking about. No, um, um, although it did, I did, and this is where the problem comes: is that I know I went on the BBC News app, um, and there was an article by Laura Kunzberg saying mm. this is the deal that both sides wanted. Right, and and it's like it's not, it's not, no, it's not, it's definitely it's not. not. What, it's not what anybody wanted. Um, no. You know, give give everybody their best case scenario, and it isn't in anybody's best case scenario. No, the best deal we anybody could have actually hoped for was the one that we had before, before we left the EU. <laughs> that was the best. For both sides, you know, there was no barriers to trade, there was no red tape, everything was fine. And now, it's funny just watching all these people celebrating the fact that we are slightly worse off than we were before and things are slightly harder and I mean they they were talking about having this successful amazing trade deal and you think how many trade deals do you think end with the person actually they've put barriers in the way of trade (laughs) the coconut trade deal puts barriers in the way of trade this is stupid exactly it's all so utterly utterly stupid but because 2020 has been bad enough already we're we're not going to spend any more than this talking about doesn't it. Deserve it it does no. not deserve it if you want to read suki stuff about it go and read the times or read laura kuntzberg or follow laura kuntzberg on twitter yes. and you'll get the kind of really positive stuff about it but we're not gonna we're just gonna pretend it didn't happen yeah exactly we're, we're pretending that um that we're still we're still relatively sane as a country as hard as that is to imagine yeah it's hard it is hard i mean how how did you cope with the lockdown christmas is, is your life been torn apart because you no, couldn't have fine. the Christmas that you wanted. I probably did have the Christmas I wanted. That was the kind of quiet, no hassle, no pressure Christmas. Yeah, so I quite enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so did I. And my Christmas wasn't overly different um, because it was quiet and it was like, you know, uh, there were people missing, obviously. And, yeah. and then, But, you know, we've all come to terms with that and we've accepted that the greater good means that Absolutely. they can't come. And so I really don't know what all of October and November were about. No. Um, <laughs> but... I quite liked, I mean, I've spoken to a few people since Christmas Day who've said they quite enjoyed having like almost like a normal dinner. And they were. I heard. I, I heard more than one person say that they think they might just do that again next year. So it's almost like you know people have changed their attitudes towards work this year, and you wonder if people have maybe changed their attitude towards Christmas dinner and Christmas presents this year as well. When they realise that it's very much like the fact that we've all maybe done less, maybe been on less holidays and done less things and bought less stuff this year, whether at Christmas or or earlier in the year, you wonder if people have maybe reevaluated their lives and thought, do you know what, I don't need all that stuff. I don't need to go on all those holidays. I don't need to have a ridiculous Christmas dinner and buy loads and loads of presents for every single person that I know. Um, so, I mean, that could be a good thing that comes out of all this. I mean, it's hopeful. I mean, I'm imagining that as soon as, you know, you take the face masks off people and you, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you you give them a vaccine, I think we're pretty much going to... Well, we're not going to go back oh, to normal because there's not going to be any shops left. Uh, no, that's well. No, well, I, I don't know. Did you not hear what um, the Chancellor of the Exchequer said this week? He said that as soon as the as soon as things go back to normal, we all need to empty our savings and just buy lots of stuff. Oh. Just go there, get your savings, flow it back into the economy because that's the only thing that we can do to save the economy. This is coming from a man who is a billionaire, yes. um, who's married to a very rich woman. Uh, but he's telling us if we want to save the economy, we need to go out there and buy lots of stuff as soon as we can. And it's presupposing so. that I mean, I hated that headline. Sorry, we're going to get onto more positive stuff in a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I so the headline that was was at the beginning of not this past week, but the week before it. Yeah. Which said everybody's got seven thousand pounds more savings than they had last year, and I'm like, no, 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 no. If you increase the wealth of the richest 10% in the country who've mm. all got 24 million pound PPE contracts then yes if you add yes. their savings with the losses of savings that people at the bottom have got yeah mm. you might work out roughly we're all 7,000 pounds but if off. you if you lost your job or you fell through the cracks and weren't able to get any government support you definitely didn't have 7,000 pounds more at the end of the year no and even if you were just relatively I'm you know I'm a single person I'm earning a decent wage but the thing is you compensate maybe you didn't go on holiday but that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't try and compensate in other ways so you might have bought something else instead you might have you know I remember I just bought an Amazon um, Amazon Dot or Echo or one mm. of those things because I was like well I'm not going on holiday this year so I might as well get one of them yeah. do you know what I mean it's like you know it's still I still had to go and service my car I still had to pay my rent. I still had to pay my electricity. In fact, I had to pay more electricity because I was at home all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah. maybe, but then maybe we're being cynical. Maybe he was directing those comments to people like Baroness Dido Harding. <laughs> he was saying that once this is all over, Dido and all the other people who've benefited from PPE contracts, go out there and buy some stuff, please, guys. Yeah, that's true. I don't that's think true. that's going to happen. No, no. Part of the part of the zeitgeist of a lockdown year, though, is that we've all tended to watch our televisions more. Yes, that's um, true. And I think it's been, you know, I've often talked at work, you know, like in, in terms of my work, my job, we only got laptops in 2018. 
Before that, it was all desktop computers uh, mm-hmm. that had to be used in the office. You couldn't take them out of the office because of security concerns. So, and then we only got work phones in uh, sort of March 2019. Mm-hmm. And so if this pandemic had hit in 2017, the entire service that I work for would have been shut down completely and what? not been able to work at all. Uh, so technology has helped massively this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. And yeah. obviously, the streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, Disney+, Plus, Britbox, etc., not to mention iPlayer and all the others, have really helped us this year, I think, get through a lot mm. of the difficult times. And what myself and Ian have done, listener, is compiled our 10 favorite shows of the year. Um, and what we're going to do is, no particular order, Ian's going to run through his 10, I'm going to run through my 10, and we're going to see if there's any overlap or maybe ones that we want to talk about. And that's going to be the main part of the show for today. Mm. Is that true, Ian? That is true. That's exciting. Excellent. So do you want to do yours first? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're better qualified for this than me because you're always telling me about... I mean, anytime I speak to you, you're always telling me about three or four shows you've started watching on any given week. True, true, I mean, true. you live on your own. And you get, yes. you, you have weeknights to watch telly. Mm. I have four children. Um, <laughs> two of my children don't go to school all the time for mm. different reasons. Yes. Um, so I don't get a lot of access to the living room telly to watch the things that I necessarily want to watch. Yes. So most of these things I'm going to mention, I've either watched on an iPad or a phone, which is a bit rubbish because that's not how these things were designed to be watched. No, but it um, might reflect their quality if they were still extremely good even through that medium. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I also have a terrible habit. Well, not a habit, but it's just, again, because of the limited time I have to watch TV, I start a lot of seasons of television and then I take about two years to get to the end. I know <laughs> that some, I reckon some of the ones that you're going to mention are ones that I've maybe seen one or two episodes of. That I right. would eventually include in my top 10, but I didn't mm. finish them. Because I feel like I can't put something that I've only seen two episodes of in my top 10. Yes, that's true. Well, uh, to, to be fair, I have two programs in my top 10 that technically aren't from 2020, but oh. I, I genuinely thought they were when right. I watched them. It's not like I've gone back and like, put checked. the West yeah, see, I Wing checked. or anything. Yeah, because there was one I was going to put on, then I realised it finished in December of 2019, which was The Watchmen. Right. Which oh, I know yeah. you won't have watched that because you don't like David Lindelhoff, but no, I no, really like true. David Lindelhoff. You know, The Leftovers is my favourite TV show, but that finished yes. just before Christmas last year, so I couldn't put that on my, um, right. my my top 10. So I will read you my top... Like I said, it's not in any order. It was more just as they came to me. I wrote them yes. down on the notes on my phone. Um, I've got 10. I also added three um, kind of honourable mentions, but Two of them are ones that I haven't finished, which is why I'm mentioning them. Right, I right, suspect right, right. you might you might have at least one, possibly two of these on your list anyway. So okay. I have um, raised by wolves. Okay, do I, to, do I need to explain what these are? Not right away. We'll maybe come back. Right. To okay. So I'll go with raised by wolves. The third day, mm. the second season of The Mandalorian. Right. Devs. Oh yes. Ghosts. Hmm. <laughs> don't know what that is no I do I do, I do. <laughs> Love, Lovecraft Country right the second series of The Boys right Truth Seekers never heard of that uh, The Outsider The Outsider I feel I've heard of that 
and his Dark Materials season two. Interesting. So am I right in thinking that only two of those shows are terrestrial programs? Or as, um, as we would describe them as old school terrestrial shows. I mean BBC the, shows. BBC ITV Channel 4. Not Sky. Um, one, two, three. Three of them were terrestrial TV shows. Three terrestrial TV shows. And then you've got a few that are Sky and then a few that are streaming. Yes. I'm thinking of that. So, so that's interesting that, there's a, that you've got a, a nice mix there. Well, I was, I was going to say I did that deliberately. I didn't. That was just because I wasn't <laughs> sure when you'd said to me your top 10 TV. Mm. I was like, does Netflix and Amazon Prime count? I thought, well, yeah, it does. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. it's, a, it's a series. I mean, most, well, not most seasons, but I mean, a lot of my the things that I watch are on streaming services. The other things that I have. Oh, yes. I have, I have The Undoing. Yes. Which I've only seen two of. Right. But, I really, but I really liked it. I just haven't yes. been able to watch it because it's completely inappropriate for children. Mm. Um, I Hate Susie, the Billy Piper oh, show. Oh, yes. Which I've only seen two of. Again, finding it hard to find the time to watch that. Mm. Um, and the other one I put in was Dracula because I couldn't remember if that was... That was this year, wasn't it? It was this year. I only saw the first one of that. But uh, again, I only watched the first two of those because I heard bad things about the third one. But I really liked the first two. Right, right. I didn't really enjoy the first one, to be honest. You didn't? I didn't, no. See, I wonder if I liked it more just because I knew it was Mark Gattis and Stephen Moffat that made it. And you wanted to like it because of Sherlock, but it wasn't as good as Sherlock. No, no, I didn't like the characters. But I am quite, you know, Dracula's one of my favourite books. Mm. So I did quite enjoy aspects of it. Um, So they were my three other kind of honourable mentions. Well, interestingly, out of those 13 shows, I only have one of those in my top ten. Would that be The Undoing? No, it's His Dark Materials. Oh, of course His Dark Materials. Right. His Dark Materials. Undoing didn't quite make it. Um, I so, was tempted to put it in, but not quite. No. So of mine, the only one you hadn't heard of was Truth Seekers. And The Outsiders. I don't know if I know Oh, The Outsider, the last two. Right, well, Truth Seekers is an Amazon Prime show. Mm. And it's a kind of... It's a bit like The X-Files. Um, it, it was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Ah, yes. And now, now you say it. And I've not seen it right now. Nick Frost plays a kind of paranormal investigator. And mm. it's quite creepy, but also it's got that Frost peg humour all through it as well. Right, um, okay. But it's really well done. Very well shot. Um, I mean, some of it's a bit crap, but it's when it's, when it's good, it's good. Right. And, and, and The Outsiders? The Outsider. Not The Outsiders. That's a... That's a Film with Ralph Macchio and Tom oh, Cruise for the 1980s. Yes, yes, right, <laughs> Nothing okay. to do with that. The Outsider <laughs> is a TV show. It's an HBO show that was based on a Stephen King book called The Outsider. Right. And it starred Jason Bateman and, mm. oh gosh, I've forgotten his name, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it was really good. It was really good. It's a kind it's of super, creepy, creepy supernatural creepy. Type thing. Yeah, it's basically. I mean, what happens in the first episode is this kid gets murdered horribly, and Jason Bateman plays this really nice kind of little league coach who gets arrested for the murder, right. um, because all these people have seen him um, in and around where this person was murdered. But it turns oh. out, like he gets arrested, but it turns out it wasn't him. It was a sort of supernatural doppelganger type thing called the Outsider. It's really good. It's really, really good. It's a good. I, I like the book. 
Um, I really like to see these. Jason Bateman was good in it, and so was uh, Ben Mendelsohn. He plays the police officer who basically tries to solve the oh, case. He's a very good actor, Ben Mendelsohn. He's an excellent I actor. I do really like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, Lovecraft Country, that's a bit of horror as well, is it not? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of mine, most of mine are quite... I'm just looking through them. I think I would say every single one of mine is either science fiction or supernatural. In yeah, my I was going to say, because De- Debs is sci-fi, isn't it? Debs is Alex Garland. Mm. It's a kind of weird. It was on BBC. Um, yes. It was a kind of weird, slightly existential kind of thing um, where I can't really say what it's about without spoiling it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, I really, really liked it. It was just a Is very it... weird kind of. Go on, sorry. So it's, it's, it's kind of a techno thing, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, it's kind of. It's without giving a... anything away. It's yeah, kind it's of... set in a kind of te- this really sort of Microsoft-ish company and it turns out they've invented something that slightly warps time and space and reality. Oh wow, okay. So it's the kind of thing, I really like that sort of stuff. Yeah, so so you've got, and, and I think and before we move on to mine or to begin to sort of cross cut across each of ours uh, the Dark Materials kind of uh, that's the thing that unites both our lists. Yeah, I would say that's but probably my number one. It may well be my, as, a, as an entire series, mm. I think most definitely. And as what's really hard to do often is is, is build a second series yes. that's the equal or, or superior to the first series. I think you found it with uh, your favourite TV show of all time. I think you've said The Leftovers just gets better and better with each season. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a, certainly an argument that West Wing Series 2 is better than West Wing Series 1. Mm-hmm. But it's rare oh, yeah, that yeah. you actually get second series that are better. But uh, His Dark Materials, everything about... I mean, the second book it should be much harder to make mm. as a television programme than the first. And yet every, they pretty much got everything right. Oh, it was perfect. The casting was good. Everything was pretty much as I imagined it you know all the yeah. scenery like the Chittigazi which I think you and yes. I have talked about like when I read it I always read it as Chittigazi yes me too me but too, every yes. character in the TV show calls it Chittigazi <laughs> and Philip Pullman's an ex- executive producer so I'm assuming it was him that said it's actually Chittigazi <laughs> yeah. which is a bit annoying um, that all these years I just thought because I always say to thought oh wait, wait you get to the Chittigazi bit of season two it's going to yeah. be so good um, but it's I mean what makes me excited is they've just greenlit season three and yeah. season three, the book is not, I mean, it's mental, if memory serves me. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff crazy. happens in season three, which we'll not talk about for anyone that's not read the book or even seen season two. But I, I trust that these people that have made this will do a good job. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that, we, again, without, you know, it's difficult to go through without talking about plot spoilers, but there's certain things like I, I had, and we've talked about this before, I'm not sure if it's been on the podcast, but I really, I'm a huge fan of Hamilton the musical. I absolutely mm. love it. However, I've never been convinced of, yeah, yeah. Uh, by Lin Manuel Miranda as an actor, just as a straight actor. Yes, and yet his Oof. scenes, yes. certainly towards the end of the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, properly moving, absolutely brilliant. I uh, think it was quite good because I was talking to my brother about it, and he hadn't read the books for years, so he forgot the fate of two of the main adult characters. And he yeah. found that quite moving that it happened in the season finale. Like what happened to both of them? 
Absolutely. Andrew and, Scott and um, Lin Manuel. Yeah. yeah. Who, who we love. I mean, Andrew Scott's one of those actors that everybody just kind of loves now and just thinks he's awesome. But um, so I was kind of expecting him to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we should. You know, I think, well, the entire nation, if we were going out and standing on our doorsteps and clapping for NHS, we should probably tonight at seven o'clock go out and stand and applaud Ruth Wilson oh, for a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> because She's, she might be the best actress that Britain has produced for years. There's something funny. I don't know. There's something about the way she talks. Like, she, she, she makes weird choices in her acting. Yes. But it, it it's always good weird choices she makes. It's like the way she yeah. reads, she sometimes speaks slowly or like she's got something wrong with her. But it's always really yeah. effective. There was a bit Absolutely. in that last episode where she was sh- she'd caught this witch and she was shouting, mm. she was really in her face and she was shouting something at her. I can't remember what it was she said, but she said it in a really slow, as if there was yeah. something, like something wrong with her. But it was brilliant. It was really chilling. And um, the, the, I mean, there was... The, what what I love about maybe it's in the books and it's just been too long since I've read them, but the relationship that Ruth Wilson's character, Mrs. Coulter, has with her demon, which is essentially your conscience, isn't it? It's yeah, your yeah, human yeah. consciousness or human consciousness, whatever it is. Um, the relationship she had is so much deeper, mm. I think, within the TV show. Which oh, yeah. when do you ever say that? That the relationship is deeper within the TV show yeah. than it is within the book. Because the way that they were kind of the relationship between them, especially in the last episode, is is just quite sensational. And mm. I think that because of the type of show it is, I don't think she's going to get the awards that her work deserves. No, because... but she she has been. I've not seen her in much. I must admit. Mm. Um, I know you like you you like the affair. Yeah, big fan of the affair. Um, yeah, um, mm. and she was really really good as Jane Eyre about. 10, yeah, years I, ago. I, again, I haven't seen that. And I've never seen... Yeah. She's in Luther as well, which I've never watched. Yeah, she's utterly amazing in Luther. But I now want, I kind of want to watch Luther, yeah. not for interest, for her, just to see what she's like. For she's her. so good. The other one that I mentioned that I was thinking you maybe hadn't seen was The Third Day. Oh, yeah, did that, yeah, you did that twice. That was second or third on your list, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's the Jude Law thing. Really good. It's kind of wicker, Manny. I mean, Jude Law is amazing, isn't it? I mean, Why? Jude Law is a good actor. Yes, he is. I didn't Excellent watch actor. the new Pope, but my wife did, and she said he was really good in that. Mm. Or is it that is that the new one? Is it the new Pope? Is that the second series? Is the young Pope new Pope? The young Pope's the sure. first because it was like, the young Pope was the first series. The new Pope was where they brought in John uh, Malkovich right, to be right, the new right, Pope, right. but Jude Law's still kicking about in the background. I mean, he's a really good actor, Jude Law. Yes. He is. Um, oh, that's an interesting shout. That's, so the third, he did a weird thing with that, didn't he? I mean, tell, yeah, so explain yeah. what it's about because I don't. Know well, the third day, really. it's kind of it's very Wicker Man esque. It's a kind of folk mm. horror. I mean, yeah, a lot of my stuff is sort of horrory. Um, mm. He ends up on this island um, that's separated from the. It's, I mean, it's a kind of fictional island separated from the mainland by a causeway. But he just keeps happening to miss, and he gets stuck in this island for days and end. And right. it's in the middle of this festival and just weird stuff. It is, it's it's a bit more brutal than The Wicker Man, but it's, I mean, it's got some good folk in it as well. I mean, Paddy Considine's in it. Oh, wow. And okay. Emily Mortimer's in it. And that annoying woman from the Fantastic Beasts film, Catherine Waterston or Waterston? Yes, yeah, Catherine Waterston. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's good. But they had an episode oh. in the middle of the season that was 12 hours long. Yes. Did you watch that? 
I only well, they now have they they put highlights up after. I haven't seen the twelve-hour version because apparently not much happens in it. Um, right. Okay. Every now and then, I mean, there are things that happen in it that does. There's you get to see the festival happening and kind of some horrible stuff, but there's a lot of just workmen sitting eating sandwiches and things like that. Um, <laughs> and they broadcast it. It was done live as well for for twelve hours. Um, wow! But the guy that did it did Utopia on Channel Four years right. ago, Dennis Kelly. Which I was a big fan of, but I really liked it. It's very um, creepy and weird and atmospheric and thoroughly enjoyable. Anyway, listen, let's hear your top ten because we're already over yes. just talking about mine. Uh, so my top ten: um, Dark Materials, mm. as discussed. Um, the third season, but actually I went through and watched it all from beginning to end this year. Is this country right? Uh, which I, I forgot that was this um, year. Oh, I should have added yeah. that. Yeah, one of this one's a cheap, but to be fair, I genuinely thought it was this year until I looked it up to make my list. Which is "Don't Forget the Driver" with Toby Jones. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Perry Mason. Uh, which I didn't watch I that. I know adored. you told I. I had that on my watch list, but I never did get around to watching mm. it. Um, the Netflix show The Last Dance, right. which was a documentary about the the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, one that I'm quite surprised didn't make your list. Staged. With, oh uh, god i meant to put that on my list michael sheen yeah. and david Tennant. Yeah, yeah that's on, uh, that's on my list um the the final season and it's as much a sentimental thing as it is the quality of this year's show but as a whole piece i thought i had to include it which was the final season of homeland right uh which i love i've start never to finish. seen homeland oh i absolutely adored homeland from the beginning to the end um there's the BBC drama Us, yeah. starring uh, Tom Hollander. Tom Hollander. Yeah, I thought you put that. <laughs> Again, I've only seen brilliant. I've only seen the first. I love that. That would that mm. would probably make my list if I watched the rest of it. I love the first episode. Yeah. I love the family dynamic in that. But I've only seen one episode, oh, so I, I couldn't put that on my list. I kind of wanted to because I, I had a feeling you would put that yeah. on yours. And um, I have others to replace it if you don't feel this one is actually in any way allowed because it's nowhere near 2020. <laughs> but again, I only discovered it this year. And I was like, where did this come from? How did I not watch it? The Detectorists oh. with Toby Jones and uh, Mackenzie Crook. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal show. Uh, again, early days of lockdown, watched them back to back to back to back. Yeah. Um, loved it. And the last one, which I haven't mentioned yet, is um, the BBC series that's only just finished, um, The Small Axe series. Uh, the Steve McQueen movies. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and I just want to mention one in particular. There's been there's there's five of them, listener, in case you haven't seen them, all by Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. the Oscar-winning director. Uh, all about the Afro-Caribbean mm-hmm. experience uh, growing up in London. Uh, so some about education, some about criminal justice, some about civil rights. Uh, but there's one called Silly Games, mm-hmm. which... Have you heard? Have you heard anything about this this particular episode? Who's in this games? one? Nobody famous. Right. The only one whatsoever. I'm aware of is the John Boyega one, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. It's thoroughly excellent. I haven't watched but, any uh, of them, but I, it's an, another one right. that's on my watch list on iPlayer. Silly Games was the second episode. Right. It's sixty five minutes long. Okay, and um, well, basically, it's 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 funny because I I watched this episode uh, Silly Games. And as I sat watching it, I was like, is, is, this, is, this, is this the worst thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life? But now, 
other than um, Ruth Wilson's tremendous acting in his Dark Materials, I would suggest that that 65 minutes was the greatest 65 minutes of television I have ever seen. Wow. <laughs> and I can't, I, can't, I still, I veer between the two. Mm. I can't decide. Basically, there is no plot to spoil. Right. It is a house party for somebody's birthday in a, um, in a street in Notting Hill. It's one person's house in Notting Hill. Uh, they set up a sound system. We never know any characters' names, I don't think. They set up a sound system, and it's just the party. That's it. Right. That, that's, that's literally it. There is a six-minute sequence where it's just the room dancing to a, a sort of reggae pop song called Silly Games, which is where the title comes right. from. And, um, and like I say, is I really want only my aunt. My aunt is the only other person that's watched it that I know. And she's like, yeah, I think it was rubbish. <laughs> but not enough, people have, not enough people have seen it. Right. Because now I'm like, it's the greatest thing I've ever I'll seen. I'll need to watch but it. I take it they're, it's just, they're, they're not linked, yeah, are they? No, so not really. There's kind of one. thematic links. Yeah, right. just go dive straight I'll in. I'll dive straight But bear in one. mind, there's literally no plot. That's fine. <laughs> but, so it's kind of like a jazz piece, I suppose. But it's like the music is fantastic. Okay. The acting is fantastic, but... Yeah, so, and the other thing about the Small Act series as a whole, um, it's not the most enjoyable. I'd much rather go back and watch, you know, The Detectorists again or something. But it's just, I think that's what the BBC does. It puts on these shows that would never be shown anywhere else. Mm. And when you actually sit down and watch them, you're like, yeah, I would never watch anything like this. You know, I've never really seen anything before or since like this. And it's excellent. Right. You know, it's, it's excellent, you know. So, um, and I do think, again, I mean, if, when I went through my list, I was like, there's an awful lot of BBC shows in here. Yeah, you're way more you know, BBC like, than I am. Yeah, which I didn't mean. I didn't set out to be like that. But I just think that, um, especially since, like, if you think this country, don't forget the drive of the detectorists and staged, mm. they're, they're all sick. I can't believe I forgot staged on my list. That's shocking. We talked about it on here before, about how good it was. Yeah, we did. And there's another series starting next week, do you know? Oh, oh fantastic. Or the week after next. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think news. it's this like Christmas week, week after next, the first week of the new year. Uh, so you only came to this country this year? Yeah. Wow. I'd never heard of it before. Wow. Like in that way that things pass you by. Um, it's one of these things and- I used to see, people would put clips of it on Facebook. And I always thought mm. it was like, is this meant to be The Office? Because, mm. you know... Because he looks like Mackenzie Crook. He oh, looks very yeah, like Garth. Of course. Um, he does. I love that episode in the first season where he's looking for Robert Robinson. <laughs> it's when, it's when he keeps describing the things that Robert Robinson does. <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what it is, but he just like he keeps talking about it. Like, Do you not remember Robert Robinson? He, he came into school with an owl, and the other two are like, I don't remember him. <laughs> he's like, he used to like, he was obsessed with like, I can't remember his otters or some animal he's obsessed with. <laughs> Do you remember he was obsessed with bats and he talked like a bat for a whole year? They're like, no, we don't, we don't know him. <laughs> but and it's the, the thing is, and what it did was brilliantly was, as, as a lot of sitcoms do, as much as I was saying earlier on, that second seasons of dramas are yeah. often poor. Second series of sitcoms are better. Yes. Well, once and you, third yeah. series are often even it's better. because you know the characters you know. when you're familiar with the characters. Yeah. They, the, because the two of them, the, Kerry and Curtin, are just... Oh, is it first? They're amazing. Is it first I think the first episode is the Scarecrow Festival. It is, and yeah. you're like, oh god, you're obnoxious. I mean, they're funny, but they're obnoxious. But you do kind of grow yes. to love them, and they are brilliant characters. Absolutely. 
and that kind of the oh. I can't remember his name, but the the minister, the priest guy, that's always oh, like the, the minister's so always lovely. looking out for them. Um, he's brilliant oh. as well. And I can't remember if it's third series or not. I think it must be. Is there's two episodes I think in the third series. There's one where he's teaching. Is he teaching Curtin to drive? Yeah, I think so. Or is he teaching? No, yeah, he carries in the back yeah, yeah. seat. Yeah, carries in the backseat all the way through. That is amazing. Yeah. And then the other episode, when they're waiting for him to come back on the train, mm-hmm. like they've been looking after the chickens. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's so, and it's like, I mean, there's it's, some of the humour, it's like there's, there's one episode where they're fighting about cooking a pizza in the oven. <laughs> like, who gets the top shelf in the, in the oven? It's just stupid little banal things like that, but it's just really nicely observed. I love it. And if anyone hasn't seen this country, it's on iPlayer just now, I would go and watch it because yes. it's a really nice... Um, antidote to the misery of 2020. Exactly, good... and then go. Yeah, go on. No, go on when you go. I was going to say, and then watch the detectorists because that'll make you smile as yes. well. If you have, it's seen nice that. and gentle, and it's a grower because it's it's not it it's not full of belly laughs, but it is funny. It's really yeah. good. and again the characters you do grow yes. very fond of not just the two of them, but all the other kind of weird eccentric detectorists that they're, you know, the part of the society that they're in. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think we're about to finish up, but just because you mentioned ghosts and it's the one program you didn't talk about much in your run through, because the cat, there's a couple of characters in the detectorists who are the same actors as in ghosts. Um, and I think oh, you know, yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. To, to put that parallel between them, because because the people in Ghosts are very funny. It's the guys I haven't seen Ghosts all the way. Horrible histories. Because I, I recommended yes. this to you, I think before the second series started, because there was a Christmas special. You did, on, yeah. Um, two nights ago, I think there was a Christmas special, um, and mm. you got a you got a kind of back story to the Conservative MP Julian played oh, by right. Simon Farnaby, um, which is really really good. But no, I, I love Simon. Ghost is great. Simon Farnaby's hilarious. He is he's got such a funny voice and a funny face. <laughs> just everything about him is funny. Yeah. And then there's that, the, the fat guy, Jim Howick, who is a, a cub master called Pat, who's got a, oh, an yes. arrow through his neck the entire time. He's brilliant as well. He's got a really funny face. But no, Ghost is great. Ghost is funny. It's got a lot of heart. And uh, I've talked about it on here before. I, if, you'll, if, you've, yeah. if you've ever... If you've ever watched the original series of Horrible Histories, it's the entire cast of that. They come back as sort of ghosts from different eras. There's like a caveman ghost, and there's a Edwardian ghost, and there's a 1980s ghost, and a Tory politician ghost. It's great. Yeah, And I think that shows, because I've, I've said, probably not on this podcast, but several years ago, I think, when talking to you, is that the British sitcom was dead. Yeah. Like, there hadn't been a decent one since. There was a combination of um, The Office and Phoenix Night. Yes. And pretty much nothing had come out since, you know, if you don't count Partridge, yeah. uh, nothing had come out since. And yet those, like those kind of BBC programs, yeah. the ghosts being the most popular yeah. by a mile. Um, and yes, and, and something to look forward to in 2021 is at least staged. Oh God, I forgot back. the trip as well. On the trip as well, oh, of course. Just you talking about Partridge, oh. I was like, oh, the trip to Greece this year as well. Yeah, which was equally, oh. I mean... Yeah, I hope they just keep doing those yeah. for the next, you know, every, every four, or four year years. intervals. Yeah, they can just keep doing that until they drop dead. Yeah, it would be fantastic. But um, anyway, listener, hopefully we've given you yeah. some, some potential Absolutely. television to watch uh, to take you through the next week of Christmas. Mm. Um, but until uh, we speak to you in 2021, have a pl- we will say farewell. A that, that kind of weird week between Christmas and New Year, that kind of dead space, enjoy it. Yes, enjoy and relax because you know 2021 is hopefully going to be better, but it'll still be pretty Fingers tough. Crossed. So rest yeah. up.
rest, rest easy. Anyway, yes. Yes. Take care, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.